Hello, and welcome to the AL Cleanup Crew, a D&D live play podcast. Tonight, the party continues on the adventures based on Out of the Abyss. We play almost every Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you'd like to watch live, join us at twitch.tv slash rallysecurity. What will happen this week to our brave adventurers? We will find out in this episode of Out of the Abyss. All right. And uh, Tintin just joined us, so great timing. We're we're just getting started. All right, so let's see here. Um, Trying to remember what we did last. We fought a giant purple worm, I think, is what we did. Fought two giant purple worms. Uh, Two of them, yes, that's right. And another one came and attacked us, and we were traveling... Uh, that's that's what we were doing. Let's go over to this scene. We were traveling. Um, we've made quite the journey here. All the way from Velkenvelv, where we were all wee little prisoners back in the day. And made our way through many great cities of the Underdark. Circling our way around the Dark Lake. Landing in back into Graven Hollow with Tintin. And then uh, heading over now on our journey to, uh, sorry, uh, it wasn't Graven Hollow with Tintin, that was the uh, library, uh, it was Gracklestug um, and then over to the library in Graven Hollow and then now on the way to Arage, if that's how you pronounce that and uh, coincidentally ran into some worms as we were passing along the edge of the worm writhings here and all the while we are following uh, a new friend that we picked up in Graven Hollow, Vizrin, and uh, we made an agreement to follow him at a, a specified length uh, as we travel the many, many miles it takes to get to Arash, uh, which is his tower in the Underdark. And this is where you're planning to travel to learn a bit more about what exactly is happening, why, why all this is coming about, and what Possibly everyone knew about it. All right. So uh, everyone is traveling to the tower. So just out of curiosity, as we're traveling through here, uh, what sort of, and we're going to pop back up to the home screen here, what what sort of a, um, a travel order are we going in as, as you guys are headed on your journey? I would imagine Fenner would be at his usual out on point scouting. Let's say I've got, uh, I've got far rear. <laughs> I don't think anybody would trust Roger to be too far to the front or the rear. It's Roger somewhere in the middle. Victoria, are you uh, somewhere near the front as well? Yep, second from the front. And Vigor, and I imagine probably a bit further back. Yes, near the back somewhere. Nice. Okay. All right. Just want to get some approximate layout here, and then I can have everyone in one spot too to to grab you all. All right. We're not going to bring Raka. She is uh, has a a bad case of the runs on the travel to Araj. Told her not to eat the worm meat. The worm yeah. meat was not good. Ah, uh, but it just smells so delicious. Even though I fried it with the fireball, I've been fried as well. 
All right. Um, perfect. So you all head out in that formation. Uh, again, continuing along with Vizrin Devere. Um, and the tower that you are all headed to lies here on the edge of the Worm Writhings. It's about 10 days from the great city of Menzo Baranzin, uh, the, the city that Tintin is from, or excuse me, uh, that um, Vigorn is from. And uh, it's a place of worship for Loth, the Spider Queen. The journey is dark and quiet for most of your travels. Um, but as you head forth, uh, the final stretch to reach the towers through this narrow passage off of a side tunnel. And um, Vizrin uh, says, come now, uh, follow me through here. We're almost there. Just a, a few more miles and we'll be there. Um there is a magical door here. So everyone, please stay at least 10 feet back. Uh, unless you want to be disintegrated, that, that is. Uh, so you come upon this great door that seems to blend in with its surroundings. And Vizrin speaks... Um, uh, actually, as you even get closer, you notice that the map that you were given seems to glow a little bit. And uh, the word Araj in Elvish script flashes across the surface of the map. Um, and Tintin, I know that you know Elvish. Does anyone else speak Elvish? Uh, uh, thinner does. Or does okay, or read. Yep. Uh, Victoria as well. Victoria does okay. So uh, the three of you, out of the corner of your eye, catch in the script uh, the word "arage," and it brings uh, in your memory the that that word stands for the word vengeance. And so the door pulls open as Vizrin comes closer and, and speaks an incantation and everyone has to squeeze through this small passageway, single file at some points where it gets very, very skinny. And it takes about an hour as you're navigating through just this complete pitch black darkness. You hear this constant echo of distant sounds uh, far away. And then suddenly the passage widens and opens out into this great cavern whose far walls and ceiling are completely out of sight in the darkness. Um, especially for you, Roger, who uh, I imagine has your torch at this point to, to help you see through the dark. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, you're able to see a, a bit of the area around you, but otherwise um, the far reaches of the cavern are not, um, visible. And you're able to see now as you get closer, there are small bits of quartz and mica in the stone in the footpath that you're walking on. And it starts to glimmer with the torchlight that Roger's holding. And you see that worn into the stone floor are um, old footpaths and, and uh, dust and uh, an actual constructed walkway in the floor. Uh, Vizarin looks at everyone. 
we're at the final stretch. I'm going to stay just a bit ahead of you. Disable the next set of magical wards protecting my home. Uh, we're almost there. Just be patient. And uh, he continues to walk a little bit ahead of you. And you head uh, further into this great cavern. And I will put you all here on this next map. Move your tokens. I might have to spread out a little here. There we go. All right, so uh, you travel through this cavern and you notice this strange, eerie um, light source floating in the air. Uh, Vizarin looks suddenly visibly uncomfortable. I think this is Phaseress. Uh, we better move quickly through this area. And um, your uh, army of fellow uh, soldiers that you've picked up along the way, mercenaries, um, Harry as well, it's still with you on this journey. And um, they uh, they move ahead with Vizarin to help uh, protect him as he goes to disable the next set of wards. Um, as you all proceed through the area, uh, you hear a great roar as a massive creature comes and jumps down from a large rock ahead of you. And you hear the skitter- skittering of spider legs as a humanoid, part humanoid, part spider creature uh, climbs down the stalagmite ahead of you. And I will need to select everyone and then have us all roll some initiative. We rested with uh, slots available. Oh, yes. So if uh, go ahead and make sure you have a long rest before we get started. I guess I should have made sure that all of our character sheets are up to date. Uh, maybe give it a quick peek to make sure you're level 10 and then click L rest on your character sheet under your hit dice at the top. I didn't, yeah, I should have asked this before. I've never been able to figure out on, on, on Foundry when I click on spell book, you know, in the across the top. Where does it tell you how many spells of each level you've utilized so far? Uh, let's see. Or does it? it does. Uh, so if you scroll down in your spell book, you'll see it says first level, and just to the right of mm-hmm. that, it'll have four out of four, and then. You can either manually manipulate that or when you click the spell out of there and say, do you want to use a spell slot for this? So if you have repeating spells like spiritual weapon, you can tell it no, and it'll re-roll the damage for the spell without burning the spell slot. Gotcha. Uh, That helped. And that's how I knew that it hadn't had a long rest because it said that I had only had uh, three out of four of my first levels left. Okay, cool. Thank you. That cleared a lot up. All right, everyone can roll for initiative now. You should all be in the uh, combat encounter. Didn't roll, but... Yeah, just the 20. Oh, just a second, I can't hear you very well. I'm going to turn you up. What was that? Can you hear me? Yes. 
Oh. No, I mean, I can. Sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. I had my microphone in <laughs> a weird position. Oh, okay. <laughs> that explains it. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, I was set at, um, I initially rolled a 20, so. Oh, okay. Just need to be updated. Good. I'll update your cannon. And fly. And go for you got an eight. I'll put that there for your bat. Alright. This time I will try to not status affect everyone into oblivion. <laughs> oh, do your worst. okay all right uh at the top of the round is vigorn and vigorn you uh still notice this odd aura around you as you are surrounded by your uh your party members and a giant ugly three-headed troll right in front of you and in fact um i have a beautiful image of its visage here that I can share. Very nice. Uh, well, it has a... It's three-headed, but it also has a, another head. Oh, yeah, <laughs> lots of other faces. Other, <laughs> other heads growing out of its body. Yeah, just imagine me using one finger to push my glasses all the way up my nose and say, well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, innumerable faces, very scary-looking faces, as well as the great uh, spider creature that's a, a bit more out of sight ahead of you. Oh, and Roger, um, it's probably hard for you to see, but we do have a torch there. Uh, would I recognize that spider creature? Because that looks like a drow of some sort. Uh, yes. Um, oh, actually, Roger, you know what? Did, did, I, did I open the map up fully for you? I may have done that. Uh, I don't know about opened up fully. Like, there's still line of sight off the rocks, but it's all lit. Okay. Yes, uh, it's it's globally illuminated. So I'm going to turn your torch off because it looks like it's it's working. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, Vigorn, you definitely notice that the creature looks elven and specifically drow, uh, part drow, part spider from the from the torso down. Roger chimes up behind you. Man, a really unimaginative person would call that something like a a spow or a drider. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it has a more original name than that. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Um, would I be aware of what that kind of creature is? Um, why don't you roll, roll a, a check for me at advantage? Um, either like history or nature, something, something to that effect. History. Well, that was one roll. I'm going to roll again for my advantage. And a 25. Oh, that's a lot better. Uh, yeah, you totally have heard about, uh, know about these driders, as Roger just met, you know, just happened to guess correctly. Um, uh, creatures. Perhaps you know, you know this one. All right. Well, uh, I am going to, uh, for my action, I'm going to cast Haste. On our melee person of the week, um, <laughs> uh, and that's going to be a Fenner. 
you may have to help me some with what that ends up meaning for me when it gets to my turn. All right. Choose a willing creature that you can see within range. Until the spell ends, the the target's speed is doubled. It gains plus two uh, bonus to AC and has advantage on dex saving throws and gains an additional action on each of its turn. The action can only be used to take the attack, uh, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object action. And spell ends, blah, blah, blah. Okay. All right. And so then with my bonus action, I'm going to fire a ballista at that thing with my Aldrich cannon. Let me see. What is the... What is the distance that it can go? And and all the yeah. time I'm going, ah, it's <laughs> very frightening. Uh, and just want to make sure I got the right thing here. Oh, I hit the wrong thing. What's the distance that um, that thing can fire? All right, clear all. I think. I can't find it off the top of my head, but I am pretty sure that uh, um, I think I'm going to spell attack. 28. Yes, that shall hit. And uh, I will roll the damage. And I'm firing at the uh, the things with multiple heads. All right. Uh, this it, it, you can tell based on previous battles it's some sort of a also multi-headed troll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, uh, we faced a multi-headed creature in the city, uh, the the Duragar city. Yes, so, um, yes. Uh, this is I would I think at this point recognize that this is some kind of perversion of nature, it's not naturally <laughs> occurring. All right, uh, that is my turn. Okay. And next up is Fenner. All right. Uh, Fenner's going to mutter to himself, why is it that we keep running into things with more heads than is natural? And he will move up into reach of the multi-headed thing. So you just um, take one step in almost any other direction because it's a, it's a pretty big creature. There you go. Okay, so, okay, so I'm, I'm adjacent to him at this point. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, and so I will uh, take a attack with my. Oh, where am I? Here we go. Uh, with my longsword. Okay, and a sixteen will hit. For nine, nine points, and then a second. That's I do have uh, extra attack even without haste, but that's gonna miss. Uh, yep. And then my additional attack from haste. Oh no, it did on arm strike. I didn't mean to do that. There we Oh. unfortunately skids against one of the teeth of the many mouths on its stomach. <laughs> okay, and then bonus action I am going to cast at uh, second level my 
Where is she? My spiritual weapon. All right. And I'm going to put it beside the spider lady. Okay. And uh, she's up about 30 feet in the air on the stalagmite. Okay. Um, which I should still have. Let me double check the range on the magic on my spiritual weapon, but it right. should still be fine. Yeah, it's, it's 60 feet. Okay. Yeah, that should be fine. Oops. Okay. Oh, I guess I need to help you out with a some sort of token. <laughs> I spaced out on that. Let, let, let me do that. I believe I have a token. All right, and uh, what what does your uh, spiritual weapon look like here? Um, it is a, uh, you know, it's it's a it's the boomstick. It's a sta- it looks like a glowing staff. Uh, okay, quarter staff. But um, cool. oh, go ahead. I was going to say, but you know, certainly any to- any token that works for it, <laughs> <laughs> which is currently Bigby's hand, because I uh, don't know where I put my other tokens. <laughs> That'll work. That'll All right, work. and then uh, where would you like it to go? I'll see if I can give you permission to move it. Um, I would put it. Um, oh, I gotta just right to the side here. Nice. Looks like you were that's able to do not, that. Yep. Perfect. All right. Uh, and that would be a, a 22 uh, to hit. That certainly hits for seven points of force damage. Awesome. Okay. Uh, and that will be end of turn. Nice. Many things done on that turn. Next up is Victoria. Okay. Victoria will, let's see, I think, move over to here. And then bonus action, she's going to look towards the creature and say, get over here. (laughs) Come here. Okay. And that is a, ooh, I self-rolled by accident. Let me reveal that. Bad roll of seven. Hey. All right. So she goes... Uh, let's see. Shoved five feet towards you away f- or away from you. So uh, is the intent to kind of try to pull her off the stalagmite? This creature, the big one. Oh, oh, the big creature. Got it. Got it. My bad. Okay. Well, let's do a, a proper strength save then for that one. A 13. Nice. Yay. And it's four. Nice. Okay. Now I'll stop. Uh, let's see, green blade, and then try to stab it. Does a 14 hit? Uh, a 14, unfortunately, just misses. All right. Uh, all right, end of turn. Okay, Roger is up. All right, I am going to twin a spell here. So one of these at spider person and one of these at green dude. 
Okay. Um, and it's the psychic lance. Is that a? I'm assuming that so is not first a one, divination spell. Uh, where does it say enchantment? Enchantment. Okay. Um, so the first and, one's at spider. The second one's at green dude. Okay. And then I need you to also roll a d20 for me. Just a rando d20? A rando d20. There's one right below the chat block. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Right in the middle. <laughs> nice. Right in the middle. All right. Uh, nothing happens as you cast your spell as intent. Oh, no, no. I, I didn't mean to say nothing happens. I meant nothing unusual happens. So you can go ahead. Nothing I notice occurs. <laughs> All right, so we're uh, going to take an intelligence. Se- oh, I got a zero. That's bad. And an eight. Equally bad. <laughs> and they're both incapacitated. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's not great. Not great. What's All right. Point? And 26 <laughs> points of psychic damage on both of them. Well, very good. But the first, no, the spider took seventeen. The uh, troll took twenty six. Oh, okay. Thank you. I rolled it twice just because it's technically two spells. Yeah, I see that. Okay, great. So let me fix that. Take every bit I can get. Sometimes that helps you out. Sometimes it hurts you. I like to be fair about it. <laughs> Roger's chaotic like that. He'll roll the dice on everything. All right. And, uh, Excellent. Anything else for Roger? No, he's still pondering a better name for a drider. <laughs> All right. Nice. Uh, there's probably a, some sort of a static of uh, status effect for incapacitated, but I'm just going to use paralyzed for the moment since I can't find it. No actions or reactions. I guess that means you can technically take a bonus action. Hmm. Well, is a bonus action a type of action? Uh, I don't know if it's conclusive. It's a great hmm. question. Um, I think if you can't take so. an action, you can't take a bonus action, but I, I don't remember okay. for sure. I, I would think logically, if you're put into some state where you can't really do anything, then you probably can't do a bonus action. Uh, so so we'll go with that. Okay. Um, so it is the troll's turn, and it just kind of drools out of four of its mouths uh, and goes over to Gopher's turn. All right. So I'm going to... Uh, Oh, come here. Bring me my thing. I'm going to use Tasha's Mind Whip Control. Okay. Intelligence save. And that is against, yeah, you said the troll. Ooh, a 17. Dang it. Okay. Uh, Uh, Let's see. So I still get uh, half damage, it looks like. Okay. Then I want to make sure to have my bitty bat come up here to uh, 
assist us with fighting this troll. All right. So advantage to the next attack on the troll. Anything else? I'm going to move over here. All right. That's my turn. Very good. And that leaves us to then the Drider who is drooling. Bigorn. All right. What is Vigorn going to do besides spout rules? Uh, Vigorn will, uh, let's see these things. So bonus action is an additional action. Is that yep. what that's saying? Yep. 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 Okay. That's from the, uh, the basic rules. Very of good. It's kind of funny how you forget like little weird rules like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's like, you're like, I'm never going to use this. And then, you, then it pops up. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, what am I going to do? Oh, I um, I totally forgot. Uh, Gopher, can you also roll a d20 for me? Oh, just a regular old d20? Uh, yeah, regular d20. Why did that just pop up all over the place? Uh, 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 th- there's one right below the chat box. Oh, yeah, no, that's. I'm not looking for that. I have oh, a- got it. Something else popped up on my screen. All right, that was 2d20, but I'll take the first one on nine. Uh, Why? (laughs) I just clicked go. (laughs) Uh, You you also don't notice anything happen around you. All right, thanks. All right, back to you, Vigorn. Sorry about that. Um, Have I noticed if uh, the multi-headed creature has taken any damage? Yeah, the multi-headed creature looks like it's already gotten pretty beat up. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I remember looking, it then. All right. It, so. it looks like a couple of its faces are bruised up. Um, it's still hanging in there, but it looks like it's taken a beating. All right. It needs to make a wisdom saving throw then because okay. it told the dead. Told for, let's see, wisdom save. Uh, surprisingly wise creature. Oh, yeah. He does fine. Uh, I thought he'd be less wise than that. <laughs> and uh, my force ballista will fire. Okay. And then also make a d20 roll for me after that. Yep. Yeah. All right. D20. 28 hits. Oh, 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 oh. D20 roll. A four. Four. Uh, nothing happens as well. All right. And uh, 28 will hit. So then I need to scroll. Part of the problem with uh, these things is um, gotta roll, gotta scroll through so many pages, <laughs> so many things to get down to the <laughs> Cannon thing here. So 17. Yes. And uh, by, by the way, uh, something I noticed: <laughs> uh, the force ballista, when it does hit, uh, if the target is a creature, is pushed up to five feet away from the cannon. Oh, okay. I never knew that. It's like not in the. It's not on the uh, character sheet. You have to click in the details. Oh, interesting. So it, 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 it is in the character sheet. Never mind. I see it now in the character sheet. <laughs> but now you've noticed. So yeah. in that case, with the attack of the Eldritch Cannon, it 
it uh, the blast pushes the troll back five feet. Mm-hmm. End of turn, and it's Fenner's turn. Okay. Fenner will step up, chasing the the beast, and will start with attacking with his longsword. Oh, but it missed. All right, let's try it again. Oh, two misses. But what about the extra? It is extra. Oh Oh my goodness. (laughs) You need to uh, take those dice and bury them somewhere. (laughs) And then. and then the spiritual hammer will take a swing at the fighter lady. Um, to do that, do I just click spiritual weapon again, or do I roll a d20? You can um, just click spiritual weapon again, but when the box pops up, you can. there's a check box in the window that says... Oh, God, gotcha. take Don't have it go as a spell slot. There you go. Right. Thanks. Perfect. Ah, just a, a wonderful four rolls. <laughs> Excellent luck. Now, I I don't think we used advantage on the dire troll from the bat earlier. Um, well, I guess I wouldn't have had I wouldn't have had, but I still when he when the troll moved away from me, would the bat still have given me advantage <laughs> if it wasn't adjacent to it? I don't think so. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it would. Yeah, would I didn't, I, that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't use it. Yeah, good call. All right, well then, very well. Yeah, just, the uh, Finner's shaking his head, going, "This is just not the way it's supposed to work." <laughs> and, end of turn. All right, Victoria, you're next. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, let's see, Victoria will step up. Um, oh man, I moved back and I had to move, so I can't do the, the one thing. So I'll do the other thing and I'll cast uh, Hex as a, a bonus action. I think I still have a creature targeted, so. Okay. And when you have a sec after that, give me a, a d20 as well. Oh, a d20. Does this work? It does work. Okay. No odd effects for you. Was that no odd effects? No, no, yes. Okay. All right. Wait, no, no, yes? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing happens. All right. Uh, So we've moved. Text blade to bonus action. We're going to try to green flame blade cantrip as our action. I don't need a template. Thank you. I'm going to try to hit. 21 to hit. That hits. All right. So it's going to take nice. this, the two necrotic, the three fire, the 12 piercing, the 13 seconds. Oh, and um, dang, and sneak attack damage. Uh, how do you describe <laughs> taking down the troll that has done absolutely nothing? <laughs> uh, Victoria will... Will just will be stabbing upwards with her short sword, and j- just for a moment, there's a bit of hesitation, and then stabs one of the head. She had a hard time thinking, like this, <laughs> this one, no, that one, no, this, oh, this one. 
<laughs> All right. Very good. Uh, and the troll is down. Uh, anything else for Victoria? Uh, a huge skull. We moved five feet, so uh, another. So that's 25. We'll actually move. Collides with one wall. <laughs> um, does Victoria want to attempt to climb up the stalagmite? Oh, we'll just move. We'll move here then. Okay. That's 30 feet. And we'll pass turn. All right. Then next up is Roger. Oh, which one do I want to do? Which one do I want to do? Do I just want to mess with people? Or do I want to actually, like... It's Roger. You know he's just going to mess with people. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, let's let's just have some fun with this. Ooh, Constitution okay. save DC 18. I'm just going to float the drow, like, 10 feet up off of the rock. So oh, none of its nice. legs can reach the rock, and it's just floating there helpless. Excellent. And roll a d20 for me as well. Oh, a seven. All right, nothing oh. happens. But uh, other than the drow floating in the air. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, I'm just going to sit there and just, like, bounce it up and down in the air a little oh, bit. Oh, no. Not, you see her little like, spider legs it. wriggling and curling as she uh, starts screaming and at the fear of being just aloft in the air. That'll be my turn. <laughs> All right. Um, so it says, uh, I just want to double check the what, what this says here. Um, so do you move her anywhere specifically? I said I moved her far enough up off of the stalactite so that she yeah. has no purchase on anything. She can't okay. move. She can't dodge. She can't. Yeah, she's just floating in the air, helpless now. All right, got it. So uh, she is... Uh, floating over here, kind of away from the stalagmite where she can't uh, reach anything at the moment. I'll just keep her here. All right, very good. Uh, you can move the altitude by up to 20 feet. Do you want to keep her at the 30 feet in the air or move her up and or down at all? If I can get her away from the rock face, I'll lower her down so that she's a little more reachable by everybody in the party. Okay. But I don't want her to have any opportunity to grab onto anything. Okay, gotcha. So pull her down to like five feet so everyone can reach her pretty clearly. Exactly. Okay. I'd say you got to remember, I am uh, very short. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, that should still be in, in uh, short person range. Just give a little hop when you swing. All right, gopher. Speaking of, it is your turn. All right, I'm going to have my bat uh, fly up on that drider. All right. I'm going to click my heels, get myself uh, right up here. And then I think it's time to Oh, nice. The tentacle round. Okay, so it didn't roll any sort of actual attack, unfortunately. We need to get uh, a melee attack roll. Let me see here. 
Looks like it just uses your spell attack. You what? Um. Yeah, it didn't like come up with the attack button. Yeah, but if you just roll a d20 plus 9, that's fine. Okay. Okay. Oh, that'll definitely hit. Um, and you get three of those. Oh, that's a miss. And a miss, unfortunately. But the first one does hit. So this one is 1d6 bludgeoning damage. And two points of suctiony damage. Well, that is goofy. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, just some bad rolls on those second two yep. attacks there. That's my um, turn. <laughs> all right, no other bonus action or anything. Okay. Um, I think I have a ranged bonus action. All right, gotcha. All right, next up then is the Drider. And she is uh, now shaken out of her uh, incapacitation. Oh, wait, can I throw a dagger? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely go for it. Okay, sorry. No, no, yeah. Oh, alas, a miss. Okay. But worth the attempt. Thank you. All right, (laughs) great. All right, so... Did I I have advantage on it because of the bat? Oh, the bat. Oh, yes, you actually do. Good call. I always forget the bat. Oh, yeah, and that shall hit. Um, And uh, you would... Does that count for sneak attack, too? Because we've got Victoria... um, was the offhand throw. You can apply sneak attack to any one attack on your turn. Okay, good. On a turn, actually. Oh, nice. There we go. With a finesse or ranged weapon. Great. So, 24 points of damage. Okay, good. I'm glad I didn't pass up on that. Uh, Let's pass. (laughs) That worked out. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, The spiders, uh, one of the spider leg goes flying off with that uh, dagger uh, sneak attack damage there at the end. And she uh, cries out in pain um, as she unleashes uh, another attack in your direction. Um, and she, uh, she says, um, I don't like it when you hurt me. That was rude. And she's going to cast 
hold person on you. Oh, and we have a counter spell as well. And that whole person was only a second level spell, so that immediately fizzles out. Aha! <laughs> and actually, I think I need to roll d22. All right. And let me see if there are any bonus actions I can do. I think that Roger is. Roger rolled a 16 for his counter spell. Ooh. Well, it uh, it immediately uh, failed the spell because it was just a level two spell. <laughs> no, I meant for he that technically is casting a spell. Oh, oh! You rolled your d twenty. I'm sorry, I, I yeah. misunderstood. Okay, got it. Yeah. You uh, so far no strangeness happens after all of the spell casting. Not yet. All right, and that is it for the drider. Bigorn. All right. Um, does the the drider have any statuses I need to be aware of? Not no anymore. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. All right. Uh, all right. So let's. See. All right. I will. Uh, I will toll the dead on. Yeah. We'll see how. Uh, see how wise she is. <laughs> toll the dead. Toll and roll a d20. And roll a d20. Did it, didn't send my uh, roll through, did it? Why well, didn't send my roll through? There we go. All right. All right. So and wisdom, wisdom. I will roll the d20. A 14. That fails. All right, so uh, 16 points of necrotic damage, and I rolled a four. Okay, and nothing happens with your four, but uh, she does take some damage there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to attack with a 13 from my force ballista, which I imagine will miss. That will miss, yes. Bounces right. against the, the rough, uh, strong uh, plate mail that she's wearing. Uh, end of turn. Okay. And we have Fenner. Uh, Fenner is going to run up 20 yards and start the swinging with a wonderful. This is just <laughs> wonder. There, finally. Yeah, there we go. Um, and with that, he with that hit, he is going to do his gathered swarm. So that should do a D six. So that'll do an extra three for fourteen. Okay. Um, and then his third and last longsword attack. Oh yes, it connects for the exact amount of damage you needed. Uh, how do you kill the strider? After after just swinging so ineffectually uh, uh, earlier, he runs up uh, with a flurry of blows, uh, pun intended, uh, hacking off limbs, uh, two limbs with the first swing, and on the second one, coming up through one of the one of the spider's legs, and then cleaving uh, uh, right into the 
to the uh, drow spider's neck, uh, not severing it, but enough to to put her down. Nice. That you was now awesome. have a a dead drider floating in the air like the worst holiday pinata ever. Oh no, <laughs> I forgot it's still floating. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta collect my dagger. <laughs> it's like a Macy's Day parade. <laughs> but the, the balloon's starting everywhere. to deflate. It's starting to droop. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, an unexpected uh, sudden attack here in the wilds as you get closer to uh, Vezrin's tower. Uh, Vizrin's, that's his name. Uh, and excellent jobs. We'll, we'll clear those. All right. Um, you hear shouting out in the distance. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate you doing that. Um, just this way. We're almost there. Uh, how did those creatures get past all your wards? Oh, well, I I can't have wards everywhere. I just have them in key places for creatures that are actually intelligent enough to to travel the, the footpath and find the tower. And, and not to imply anything, but uh, was, was this indicative of how much help we can expect from you should, uh, should another altercation arise? Well, look, I'm, I'm an important person. I have a very important task, and so do you. You look very capable, and you handled it quite well. But in short, the answer is yes. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. Yes, yes. Well, doesn't hurt to ask. All right. Uh, we're we're very, very close now. Just a few hundred feet, and we will be there. This way. And he leads you further along the path. Um, and uh, the area gets darker as you move away from this area of uh, Fair's Rest. Uh, and you... Uh, off in the distance, you start to see the faint outline of a giant stalagmite. And as you get closer, you do see indeed that uh, it is a, a, a massive stalagmite uh, carved with these spiraling stairs and chambers on the, its interior leading far up into the cavern. And... I have a, a cool picture. Here it is. Nope, that's Vizrin. Oh, well, this is Vizrin. I'll show him to you anyway. <laughs> that's our friend. I think actually we we saw him in the last game. And then... I wonder if they'll be uh, reissuing this uh, adventure like they're doing with uh, the... Um, the, uh, the the books that are coming out in January that they surprised everyone with. Oh, oh I... dragons is going to get re-released. Oh, interesting. Because this is kind of old drought artwork. Yeah, I could, to, like, I could definitely see that away from that. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, definitely could see that. Oh, cool. All right. So yeah, this is the tower, uh, spiraling upwards. Uh, built into the midst of this stalagmite. And here's actually another picture where you can see as you come closer and approach the tower, you see carved steps 
um, leading into the massive main door of this tower. All right. Um, uh, Vizrin uh, lets all of you know that while it, it is a, a fairly large tower, it's, it's certainly not enough room to house all of your compatriots that are traveling with you. So he asks that just the, the immediate party come and join him, but there's plenty of room to camp around the exterior of the tower. And there are wards set up around the base of the tower where it should be safe from any creatures like the ones you just encountered uh, and uh, to prevent them from uh, noticing the larger party. Um, all right. So he leads you into the tower and, and through the heavy iron door. And it's the only visible entrance you see on the outside. There's no windows. There's no other exterior entrances. Um, and you see as you walk through the, the main steps, a short tunnel extends through about um, five solid feet of rock into this cool, dark chamber. And this a floating orb of pale violet light floats up into the air from the ground and brightens the area before you, revealing the the area around you. And I will bring you into our next map here. And I still have all the tokens selected. Excellent. We'll uh, put our familiars away for the moment. All right. Can everyone uh, see the interior of the map? Yep. Great. Okay. All right. Um, so you see within this area some some cold unlit lanterns, uh, but this bright globe is, uh, and and several other bright globes are illuminating the area. There are heavy carpets on the floor, a beautiful smooth stone floor, and there are um, there's wooden furniture. Um, all around the rooms and beautiful stone statues. And um, Vizrin opens the door and says, uh, this is my home. Uh, welcome. You can all feel comfortable here and uh, make yourselves at home while you're here. Uh, this here is my, uh, my apprentice. His name is Grin. And you notice another... Uh, Drow, who is uh, a, a mage uh, similar to Vizrin, looks like he uh, is is kind of wearing similar garbs, um, and he bows before you. It's uh, a pleasure to meet you all. Um, happy to be of service while you're here. I'm happy to show you around and uh, make you all comfortable. Um, and Vizrin uh, nods his head. And uh, says, yes, um, Grin will take care of you all. Uh, I will meet you all up in my study once you find your rooms and, and other areas. Um, uh, once you're ready, come talk to me and we can speak more about the strange happenings here in the Underdark and what we can do about it. And um, he walks over towards this strange looking uh, portal in the center of the room and says, oh, uh, by the way, uh, this is our, uh, uh, what we call the levitation shaft, and it allows us to ascend amongst the different floors. Uh, what you do is you step into the portal and you speak, uh, you say the word ascend 
or descend or halt, and that will allow you to move to each of the floors. Um, and he teaches you the words in Elvish, but I'm not going to go ahead and do all that right now, but he does teach you the words in Elvish, and that's what you use to move about the floors. Um, you do see that there is a very rickety, scary-looking set of staircases um, leading around the central tower that's not really depicted on the map here with no railing. Uh, so you get the sense that it's probably a lot easier to move uh, to use the, the levitation in the center. All right, I will see you all up there shortly. And he uh, disappears out of sight with his little buddy, the Death Slot. <laughs> My good man, what can you tell me about these stat these dragon statues here in the corners? They're they're quite exquisite. Uh, oh yes, uh, right. Well, um, uh, Vizrin has a, a great uh, love for fine art and architecture, so um, no no great deep meaning. Just uh, they're purple and pretty cool looking. <laughs> well, they fit the room perfectly. Ah, thank you, thank you. I oversaw some of the decorations myself. It's a, a hobby of mine. All right. Um, if everyone is ready, this is just simply our antechamber, audience hall, where we invite new guests, as as you are. Uh, why don't we take a, a trip now to the second floor? Um, just don't forget the keyword, arise. Uh, not arise, it's ascend. I'm going to tag you. Roger, Roger, don't forget to say halt, son. Don't you? We don't want you just blowing past us. <laughs> I'm going to uh, hang so, back and check under all the tables. <laughs> all right. Oh, uh, uh, well, excuse me. Uh, what city do you come from? I come from Menzo Barazan. Uh, yes, uh, I'm from a small farming town just outside Menzo Baranzan, and uh, I did study in the area. I'm a, I am a. Uh, a former, I guess I should say, follower of Lolf, but uh, it's been a while since I've been in the city. Vizrin and I have been here for quite some time. We aren't exactly welcome in the city. Oh, well, neither am I. <laughs> really? Really? Well, what did you do? Um, I, I just tried to tell everybody what to do, and for some reason they didn't like it. Hmm. I could see how they being modest. There was something having to do with the chieftain's daughter, if I remember correctly. Mm, naturally, naturally. Well, it's a, a pleasure to meet a fellow uh, uh, fellow citizen of Menza Baranzan. Oh, thank you. Uh, did you ever go to? And then I list a restaurant, a popular restaurant <laughs> in the city. <laughs> uh, it's it's overpriced, but it's a popular tourist de uh, destination. Well, uh, I always ordered off menu anyway. You know, I just, you know, told them, no, no, I don't want that menu. I want the real menu and give it back to them. And they always gave me what I wanted. And uh, Grant, he's, <laughs> he's one of those jerks that always orders off menu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Grin continues his hometown discussions with Vigorn as they uh, head up the elevator, as you will. Uh, go for your taking a look under the tables. Uh, do you want to do uh, like a perception or investigation check for me? Absolutely. Uh, come here. Hope everybody enjoyed the uh, organ sonata that I played for y'all. <laughs> Gorgeous. My roll goes okay, natural 20 on the in investigation roll. Uh, you 
with your very keen eye and also being quite, uh, you know, b- below table height or, or at, at level with the table height, uh, you're able to really look around and poke around everything. And you're, it's kind of shocking at how meticulously clean it is in here. Um, there's not even the slightest trace of dust. It looks um, like everything is in order. There's no, you know, no crumbs on the table. There's no dust um, and, and no, no fun goodies to be found under under this set of tables here, or or in the I'm, room really in general. With, with I'm so happy I found nothing that well. I that's <laughs> still very satisfying. <laughs> Super satisfying. <laughs> but you do learn uh, what a meticulous cleaner uh, Vesrin is, or his unseen servants. So as everybody's <laughs> walking away, then I stumble and run quickly to catch up. Uh, you know, you um, you do uh, hear what you feel like is is the sound, uh, faint sound of footsteps, but it, it seems to quickly disappear. All right. Uh, anything else on this floor before you all head up? Um, up and away. Yeah, I don't have a. a uh, yeah, let's go. All right. You move up to the next floor. And as you all are arriving, you see a number of uh, rooms. uh, And uh, Grin says, uh, this is where actually Grin uh, is not with the party. Poor Grin got left behind. Uh, Grin says, "Uh, this here is the where our kitchens are, um, the storage. Uh, we had f- some servants' quarters here, but they we really haven't had other folks living here for quite some time. So, um, I recommend you actually grab one of these. They're the bigger rooms, smaller rooms are on the next floor, so you might want to call dibs. Just a just a recommendation. Uh, but uh, yeah, not too much to see here. I'll see you all on the third floor, and he. Uh- I start looking to see if there's any rooms with uh, nice, uh, you know, nice books or a shelf or a library or that kind of thing. Okay, yeah. This has a bed your size in here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you look um, and and the two rooms to the west side. Um, you notice look quite cozy and spacious. It's like uh, the the VP's corner office. You've got your own conference table. You've got uh, comfy seating. You've got shelving. Looks pretty nice. In fact, the room looks uh, a little too large given the small amount of furniture. And Fenner, you uh, wandered into the storage room where you see a number of um, crates and boxes that have been boxed up. Um, you see some uh, a, a locked chest in here as well, in addition to the various uh, wooden boxes. Do I find anything in the medicine cabinet in here? <laughs> uh, you see some old Advil that might have expired like a year ago, but uh, that's about it. Roger comes out munching some candies. <laughs> and uh, what's in here? Is this a kitchen? And that is the kitchen. That's uh, uh, Grin informs everyone that um, while you're here, you know, uh, it's not like there's a lot of places to go. So you're welcome to raid the fridge, uh, check out the cupboards. There's plenty of uh, uh, quite 
good smelling food and um, many seems to be many dishes seem to be kind of prepared and rotated out regularly they, they're still hot and steaming on the table oh, oh, go to the any... door and whist, whistle at gopher and motion him towards the door while everybody else is exploring <laughs> oh yes okay. right away do they have any carrot cake <laughs> uh braised carrots roast carrots you do see a, a fine dessert table um carrot cake being one amongst um a, a devil's food cake a uh, pecan pie as well as pumpkin pie it's thanksgiving season pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin pie. <laughs> do i see any traditional um drow pies <laughs> my constitution saving throw i am now furiously eating every piece of carrot cake i can find <laughs> and and yes, you do see a nice meaty pie in the the true heritage of the drow. Mm, mm, probably made of spiders. Mm, <laughs> nice mince spider meat pie. <laughs> Delicious. I, I I learned a long time ago again not be eating any any kind of food comes from a drow at all. You just didn't even didn't even take it. <laughs> Rocka highly recommends the uh, purple worm pie. <laughs> <laughs> if you need a cleanse, it's the way to go. You didn't touch those things. <laughs> All right, so Fenner and Gopher are peeking around the storage room. Mm-hmm. I pointed out the locked chest to Gopher, and then I would then go look to the crates just to see if there are any markings or notes on them as to what they might contain. All right. Uh, you want to do a perception check for me, Fenner? And go for, uh, I'm assuming you're going to poke around the locked box. And if so, you can uh, use your tools to try to get in there. Okay. Uh, perception. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 24. You inspect all the various crates and boxes. Uh, you notice most seem to be... Uh, Pretty standard things like various food ingredients. Um, there are some supplies for taking notes, um, writing spells, uh, some spell components around here, uh, but uh, nothing terribly notable. Just kind of standard supplies to keep the tower in, in stock. Lots of um, sticky notes. And is this the lot just up here at the northern end of the room? Uh, that is the lock. Okay, so from back here uh, by the barrels is where that sleight of hand is rolled from because I got the mage hand doing my business for me. Okay, all right. Uh, so mage hand swoops up and uh, with some delicacy, you feel like the lock starts to give way Ah, and then it it catches and doesn't quite come loose. <laughs> oh no! And it's just staring at you, right in your face, locked. Well, I guess I could never try again. <laughs> uh, Grin calls out, "Um, excuse me, I've been um all alone on the third floor. Is, is anyone coming up here? Hello." Oh, okay. This way, this way, this way, everyone. You must stop the door. I've been just we were just grabbing. <laughs> yeah, as Roger was saying, we were just grabbing some victuals before we came up. Uh, uh, ascend, as it were. 
you you must be hungry. I'm sure you've traveled a long way. Huh? That's that's of course. Yes. All right. Mm. Here we go. Ascend. Oh, who, who made that delicious uh, spider pie? That was very yummy. Ah, uh, well, the the chefs change regularly, but we've got uh, you know a good thirty various. Uh, unseen servants that work here, and they do all the hard work. Mm, compliments to the chef. Yes, thank you. I'll, I'll let them know. Must be well, a, uh, a Menzo star chef. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and you continue to head upwards. Oh, my copy-paste didn't work that time. Let's try that again. All right, you head upwards. My face in the copy I think, yes, we're all here. All right. Uh, so this is uh, where the additional bedchambers are located and uh, uh, a special room for special guests. Um, that is? Well, not... I say it uh, sarcastically. If... Um, we run into folks we need to have a tough conversation with. We put them in in this other room and have a chat with them. Oh, Victoria, that sounds like your favorite kind of accommodations. <laughs> do you find do you find, Grant, that you have a lot of special guests come to visit? Um, no, no, not not terribly often. Uh, we're not animals. We just. Well, you're in the adventuring business. You, you know what happens from time to time. You need to get a little more information out of people, and there are many dark, disturbing creatures here in the Underdark. I can't say I know what you mean. Typically, Roger burns them up, and we don't have a chance to ask any questions. Mm, yes, that, that can be a problem. Now, are you talking about interrogating people, or are you talking about torturing of people? Are you talking about also saying putting them outside of town? Just having a conversation with the use of some additional implements to encourage them to talk. That's all. So you're talking about talking about torturing? No, 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 no. Just a strong encouragement through the use of magic and maybe some tickles every now and then. Oh yeah, specifically asking now if you as you tickles. Figure me, you talking about using some tickles? Okay. <laughs> I got a rod for tickling. <laughs> Is this your waterboarding table? This looks like a very special room in here. <laughs> Victoria, I think I found your room for the night. <laughs> the tentacle rod is literally my, uh, that's that's my interrogation rod. <laughs> oh, I, I think I saw this type of chair in that uh, stage performance with the uh, James Bond guy. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, this this bed looks a little too a uh, little too soft and not enough spikes smart for my life. <laughs> well, the I figured the hose right next to it and that wet cloth, you know, that that was the uh face mask at night. <laughs> uh if anyone wants to take a make a perception check and and look around the room more carefully, you're welcome to do so. <laughs> I would like to examine the room uh, for anything abnormal, such as hinged uh, panels or whatnot. Okay. 
Roger is absolutely fascinated by this room. <laughs> you you look over every corner and crevice, and Victoria, you uh, still feel right at home in this room, as as indicated. Um, Bigorn, you're you're a little distracted. You're excited to have met someone else here that's also from uh, your hometown, uh, but you you find uh, some kind of gross splashes of blood on the ground. Um, it looks like there's definitely been, been some sort of creature here. Uh, Gopher, you're doing a, a, as well a, an extremely detailed search, um, continuing your fine investigation skills from the first floor. And um, you're, lo- uh, you're looking for any sort of secret panels. Uh, you don't find any sort of hidden um panels or tunnels or entrances like that uh you do see some fine traces of um there's no other way for me to say it but just skin or outside little pieces of creatures and it doesn't look human you can see from the looks of it that there were probably there was probably something evil here it looks like maybe in the vicinity of demons uh that have been kept in uh, the most recently from what you could tell anyway, in terms of evidence uh, in the room. I point my finger up into the air and say, Oh, you down here. Come take a look at this. Oh, it's just it's smeared everywhere. There's not much left. Of them. There's not much left of me though. So everyone should know what I know now. Okay. All right. So you share the, the information about the demons and um, just looks, yeah, nothing else terribly notable in the room. Definitely looks like the implements had been used. All right. Um, and I guess I should also add that you see things like there there are some manacles hanging on the walls and some ch- uh, chains in the room. You see some discarded clothing kind of crumpled up and, and shoved into the floor. So you get the sense that there was some activity in here, but um, not extremely recently. I don't find what I was looking for. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, Grin calls back to the team. All right. Well, all these other rooms are really just bedrooms. uh, So you can divvy that up after we talk to Vizrin some more. Uh, I've noticed my accent changes on each floor. Maybe that's a magical effect, but let's head to level four. Okay. And you all, whoops, some of you are out, some of you are in, so I'll just open up the door there. Um, You all emerge onto the fourth level of this sixth level tower and you um find yourselves in Vizarin's library as well as laboratory that he has here so you see um the soft glow of lit various uh fungi and herbs you see strange liquids <clears throat> kept away in containers and you see a number of various books lining the walls um you all are uh, welcome to come here and do some research if you'd like. Uh, Vizarin runs immediately to the bookcases and whatnot and starts reading. Oh, of course. I, I, I was about to warn you, it's not educational. It's really just uh, a long collection of many romance series. Uh, so we've got many of those. There are a couple sci-fi. <laughs> You've never seen a more disappointed drow when it's a romance series. Oh, sci-fi. Do you have the Honor Harrington series? I need to start that series over again. <laughs> uh, no, haven't heard that one, but uh, there are some very interesting Spelljammer stories out there. <laughs> All right. Um, 
All right. Uh, Nothing super interesting on this floor, really just a place of research and relaxation for Vizrin and Grin. Does anyone want to do anything here before we move up to level five? Except press every single shiny glowing button I can find. (laughs) Yeah, everything here looks neat. I want to. I know the art is pretty cool. Yeah, no, Roger is pressing every big red button or any button that glows that he can find. Okay with us not wasting the time. I do want to check out all of these things, the whole thing all the way around. They look yeah. worth it. All right. So um, <clears throat> you uh, go and inspect the various files further. Uh, Roger is putting his dirty fingerprints on everything. And Grin is just cringing at uh, how it, it's like, um, you know, if, if somebody's cleaning for you and they move all of your things into places where you're not used to it being. And so Roger's going around and, and touching everything and moving them into the wrong spot. And Grin's kind of rushing behind him and trying to put everything back in place as, as you move along. Um, Go for you look through everything and you do notice a number of various components. Uh, They look you're not super familiar with them because you don't do a a lot in the way of you do some magic, uh, but you don't do a ton of work with components uh, and and aren't uh, into it as to the level of maybe somebody like Roger or Vigorn. Um, But it, it just looks like kind of standard components and things like that. Okay. I'm ready to go. <laughs> okay. All right. So then everyone progresses to the next level. Uh, that was the wrong button. Okay. And then you find yourselves here in uh, Viserin's private chambers. So Grin says, uh, "This, uh, you're welcome to Take a quick look around. It's part of the tour, but, uh, you know, this is where Vizrin stays. Um, all of you will stay on levels two and three, but um, you're welcome here to chat with Vizrin as needed. Uh, but where Vizrin takes most of his guests are on the sixth floor, the next one up. Uh, that is his study where he goes to uh, meditate, uh, read his romance novels and uh, talk with others. But there is some interesting architecture in this room. More beautiful statues. All right. Roger will cast a message to uh, Gopher saying, hey, look, there's a chest down here. Okay. Well, I'm having trouble interacting with anything on the map. So hold on. Okay. There we go. Nice. Let's go in. Okay. It's working. Just review is just observing the statue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, examine it for trippity traps. All right. Uh, yep. Go ahead and make a investigation check. And Fedor, as uh, Gopher's doing that, you take a look at the statue, and it looks like a uh, strong and powerful drow female. Uh, with pointed ears and dark skin, and she's holding a, a powerful-looking staff. Uh, but there's no there's no label or anything like that that you can see on the statue. Okay, we've got uh, an investigation roll of twenty nine. Um, you do notice a small trap um, as you 
reach behind the lock, there is a small thread connected to a pin that would set off if one is not careful. And so you take a little piece of gum and you chew it up and then you uh, stick the thread to the piece of gum and uh, prevent the, the trap from going off. Okay. Well, good for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm still going to open it via mage hand from a little distance away. Step back here before I open it. Okay. All right. The mage hand appears and goes and attempts to unlock the chest. Let's do a sleight of hand check. Or not a sleight of hand, a dexterity. A 15. Okay. Um, And the mage hand is able to, with the trap disabled, pop open the chest. And you look inside and you find a cloak. And in fact, you find cloaks for every member of the party. And it is a drow puafi. I I believe that's a a cloak, right? Puafis? Yes. A cloak of elven kind. Oh, yes. I'm dangerous now. (laughs) I go run excitedly and take one to Victoria. (laughs) Like with mine on. <laughs> I think league rules means we get all we each get one. <laughs> yep, exactly. So there just uh happens to be uh one of every kind, yes. <laughs> Although I think technically at the end of the adventure it it then duplicates. Yeah. But go for you are able to grab that out of the chest. So Victoria walks <laughs> up wearing her cloak that has two uh displacer beast kind of like sensors on it. And it's like every so often Victoria like shimmers out of, you know, like where you think she is into another place. But she walks over and says, oh, what have you got? <laughs> Nothing. Oh. <laughs> well, it looks. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> nice. All right. Awesome. So uh, Gopher walks away with a little prize there. And so will all of you at the end. I see Roger has uh, taken off to the desk in the corner. Yeah, seeing if I can find any embarrassing love letters that he's writing to somebody. Mm. Or, you know, whatever <laughs> else happens to be in the desk. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Grin <clears throat> says... Um, know, is, this, is this statue the same? Well, is this the exact same statue that's in the other corner or any differences? Uh, it looks like a slightly different variation of a drow female. Also... Looking strong and powerful. But not necessarily the same woman. Yeah, yeah. Just a, a slightly different variation, exactly. Okay. Um, Grin rushes up to Roger. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you aren't allowed to go through Vizrin's things. Uh, we do have some level of rules here. So are you the one referred to as my glistening obsidian god? Huh? <laughs> Looks it up from the paper. I, I don't know what that means. From what paper? No, like he picks a paper up off the desk like oh. he's reading something that's written on it. 
Gotcha. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, no, don't don't read that. Uh, that. Put that away. That is not for prying eyes. <laughs> Chiseled abs and oh yeah okay. <laughs> All right. All right, everyone. I think we've spent enough time here. Let's go ahead and speak to Vizrin. I think he's been waiting here for a while. Uh, hopefully everyone used the restroom on the way up. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right, let me try to copy everyone's tokens one more time. You do not open own any tokens on this map. <laughs> yeah. No, no tokens yet. Okay, here we go. Here, we'll just for consistency, we'll just stick all of you out here. All right. So you emerge on the sixth floor. Uh, Grin says, uh, welcome to Vizrin's Sanctum here at the peak of the tower. This is a, a nice, calm environment where Vizrin likes to, to relax and uh, spend time at the fire, please. And you see that there's a nice soft glow and crackling of a fire off to the eastern side of the room. You see more grand statues. Uh, there is a, a, a teleportation circle off in the south corner of the room and some um, impressive artifacts throughout uh, this study. Yeah, so Vigorn goes and looks at these the bookshelf here. Uh, stops as he's looking at the books and looks over there and sees this looks like a giant dragon skull on the uh, <laughs> there. Like, oh, this is interesting. Well, hmm. Yes, uh, I'm glad that you like the decorations. I have collected uh, many different artifacts over, well, I hate to show my age, but over the centuries and um, I've accumulated them here. Uh, this was an impressive dragon that uh, my cousin fought, and uh, now I have this impressive dragon head here. Yep, don't uh, get too close to that now. You don't want to zip away by accident, but you do need to know my special code. It's one, yeah, Rogers. Two, three, four. <laughs> Five. There, there's five points. You got to remember, you know. Ah, shoot! I forgot to reset the pin. I want to check your luggage as well. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, please uh, come here. Uh, make yourselves comfortable. I've have some uh, servants here that are always working. Don't worry, they're uh, paid well. Uh, they uh, are here to. Get you more food, wine, uh, whatever you need. And actually, speaking of wine, why don't we all make a toast? Uh, because this might be the first day of uh, the last days of the Demon Lords, and we have a lot to celebrate. So he uh, grabs a number of glasses from the Unseen Servants, and uh, to anyone that is interested, passes the drinks around the room and, and gives a toast. Like, you have any uh, carrot brandy? <laughs> uh, I'm sure we can get that for you. Uh, did Victoria say something as well? Nope. I think that was thinner asking was for grog or or you know whatever's on the bottom shelf. 
<laughs> Whatever he's handed, Finner is naturally distrusting uh, based on what he's experienced in the Underdark, so he will only pretend pretend to drink at the toast. Got it. All right. And, and um, I asked about some obscure drow wine. Oh, yes, of course. Ah, yes, we have an aged version of that. Uh, 30 years. We'll get some from the wine cellar. Fantastic. All right. Well, um, it's a pleasure to work with the cleanup crew, I believe it was. And he takes a, a sip of his wine and uh, cheers to, to the room. All right. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you feel no, everyone's fine. All right. You all meet up in the center of the room. And Viserin uh, says, All right. Uh, again, uh, if you ever need anything, you all are welcome to whatever I have at my disposal. Um, make yourselves comfortable. If we need to arrange for supplies to be sent here, I'm happy to do so. Um, this is your home as well. So now um, there's so much to tell you. Um, I should probably start by talking about what I know of the demon lords. So um, if you'll Allow me just a moment. I think we should get caught up and then we'll decide what to do from here. So, um, I mentioned my old colleague, dare I say nemesis, Gronf Bainry, the last time we spoke. Uh, he is the only one of my kind who could ever match me in the art. Uh, uh, friend Vigorn, I, I don't know uh, your magical abilities, but Gromf is one of a kind. Uh, I knew that he was very talented, but also a astute political manipulator. Uh, long story short, we were in service of the Spider Queen, Loth. He arranged for my exile, and my house basically fell to our rival, House Duerden. So Gromf, oh, uh, Gromf became the Archmage of Menzo Baranzin under his own house, the first house of the ruling council. I, on the other hand, uh, was exiled and so came here to start a new life, to do research, and eventually came upon my uh, colleague Grimm. But uh, back to Gromf. So Gromf and I... Well, we really only had two things in common, it, our passion for the art, but also our hatred for the manner in which our fellow mages suffered at the hands of those matron mothers and mistresses of the drow. Vigorna, you may have had similar experiences while you were there, but they have always treated us poorly. But yeah, Grump, they, they said it was uh, because I wasn't following social etiquette. I don't know what they mean by that, though. <laughs> well, uh, eventually that may come to you over time. That's understandable. But uh, etiquette, etiquette is not something that they uh, understand well. Uh, and uh, perhaps not you. So, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, my dear friend Gromph, though, he was different from you. He hungered for power. Uh, not even becoming Archmage of Menzo Baranzin was really enough to satisfy him. So, from here, I kept watch on him, carefully on his activities. Uh, over time, I learned that my observations revealed he was crafting a unique ritual 
one that somehow drew on the energy of Phaseres to channel incalculable arcane power. That's why when we saw the Phaseres outside of the tower, I was worried. Uh, when Grumpf performed this ritual, the boundaries between the planes themselves thinned. And as you now have realized, the demon lords were wrenched from their layers of the abyss and cast about here in the underdark. What's that? I think we saw that in a vision. Mm, yes. Yes. The demon lords were wrenched uh, after the uh, ritual was held in Menzo Barenz and by Grumpf, and now we've all been terrorized by these demon lords. Um, obviously, the Underdark can't survive with the demon lords, and it is only a matter of time before Faerun and all of the overworld will soon be consumed by the demon lords. So that's why I've called all of you here. I imagine you've also seen the the dire situation that we're in. Do you have any questions for me around Grumpf or the demon lords? Oh, well, what can we do? How can we help you? Well, I've been spending many years, well, not many years, but many months, I would say, trying to figure this out. Um, My research has shown uh, that demons are creatures ruled by madness and hatred, which is why we've seen so much of that growing in the Underdark. They war ceaselessly upon each other in the abyss. And we can use that to play them against each other, use their madness and hatred, have them attack one another. And once they tear each other apart, we will deal with the weakened victors. I believe I have the ability to devise and cast a ritual similar to Grump's, but nowhere near as dangerous or foolish, that will draw the demon lords together to the site of the original summoning. And once they are brought together, they will try to destroy each other. They will be cast back into the abyss as effectively as if they had been banished. And it needs three steps. The first, we need components for this ritual to produce the talisman that will draw the, the the demons. The second step is the right to empower and activate this talisman. And then finally, blood and battle such as this world has never seen. And any survivors among the demon lords will be weak and prone to be easily destroyed. So all I need are these ingredients, a look at Gromp's grimoires and notes from his sanctum, and I think you know what to do with the rest. So, what do you say? Is this something that you all would be willing to do? And I do have certain things at my disposal that I can provide you to help uh, make the work a little easier. So you want us to steal his personal diary. You want us to steal the 11 herbs and spices. And then you want us to make the chicken for you. 
that's one way of putting it, yes, but I am the one that knows the recipe. I'm the one that knows how to cook it at the right temperature. Uh, but I will need you to go and fetch the ingredients, yes. And we'll look over at Victoria as normal and and shrug and give her a what do you think look. Uh, Victoria will stare into the fire for a bit, just kind of uh, like flipping a dagger over and over absentmindedly and then say, well, I guess it's not the worst plan. In fact, it's really the only plan that I think we've come across for for this. I mean, we could always go back to that mushroom kingdom and try and attack the demon bride head on mm. not saying that's a good plan just saying you know if you wanted an alternative mm-hmm. hey kid uh, looking at taking it all in general look over uh, at Vizrin and say I think we might be able to help you out but if we're going to take on this uh, task as it were it's not going to be without its dangers I would assume that Given your resources, you've got some, I don't know, some things that might help us out if you, you know, on our on our way and, and provide us with a little bit of edge to make sure that we succeed. Ah, yes, of course. I, I can certainly do that. In fact, I've got impressive cloaks in this chest that's on a, a floor in my study. I'll just go and grab that. We've got, in fact, five cloaks. Uh, they're called Pawafis. Uh, I think they would look great on all of you. <laughs> uh, we'll get that in just a moment. Um, I've also got an amulet that can be used. Uh, with a one-time use of a scroll of protection from fiends, which might be useful in your travel. Um, and of course, we've got this really cozy tower that you all get to hang out in, so that's pretty nice. Hmm. You, you know, You're not going to uh, say no to unlimited carrot cake, you know? <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, I will let the party go out and adventure and I, I will stay here I, I should probably look over your notes i you know i am the smartest member of this party so i should probably look over your notes and and make sure that uh you've you've considered um the uh realigning the the dilithium crystals uh and uh, uh making sure we hit warp factor six and all, all that sort of thing I've only been able to reach warp factor five, so I would be interested in hearing your thoughts on that. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, Vigorin starts pulling out notebooks and, uh, 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 yeah, uh, <laughs> he starts showing a sketch of Mr. Fusion um, that he's been working on. And, uh, yeah, I think this will help with the ritual. Uh, uh, we'll need some uranium, though, won't we? Mm, yes, of course. Yes, yes. All right. So uh, we'll stay here, do some research for the rest of you. Uh, I have a list of items that I need you all to go and collect. The first that you will want to find is a purple worm egg and an eye of a beholder. I'm sure you haven't run across those two creatures at all in your travels. So this will be important um, that you go and collect. I think this. we oh, might I actually like have those. <laughs> 
We're fucked. <laughs> so that's part one. Um, we'll also need some angel feathers and a demon heart. Uh, but I know a great place to get those. There's a labyrinth not too far by. Piece of cake. Um, but the most important part is the grimoire uh, from... Uh, What's his face from Gromf Bainry, and uh, we need the information contained in that. And you will have to go into the city of spiders to retrieve that. Um, there are a couple other ingredients where I'm not sure where to find them, but I'm sure you'll figure that out. Uh, there are some tin mask mushrooms and the blood of a demon lord. That's no biggie. So thanks very much. And he hands you a list of the, these handwritten ingredients, uh, and you see um, the worm writhings listed at the top next to the purple worm egg and eye of the beholder. You see the labyrinth written next to the angel feathers and demon heart, and Menzo Baranzen listed next to the grimoire. All right. Well, I must say, I greatly appreciate all of you working with me. This is a challenging task, but we will be saving all of Faerun and the Underdog uh, with your help. I am so glad to help, and just know that as much as we look forward to working with you and helping you and bringing down these demons and everything... If you should betray us, you will die horribly in burning agony and freezing pain. Oh. oh. Just just to put it on the table. You know, you do anything to screw us over or hurt any of my friends, and this tower will crumble down upon you and crush you under its weight. Good to know. Yes. Good to know. Well, I can't. We look forward to working with you. Ah, that's what I gathered. Yes, yes. Thank you. Uh, but I, I will just say, I, I have no desire to be trampled by many, many demon lords uh, in, in just a short matter of time. So I have the same desire as you to stop this. Excellent. Then this should be a fruitful friendship. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And he gives a... a a strong grin uh, as it creeps across his face as he looks at you. All right. And uh, this is the list. I'll put this in discord of uh, the ingredients that we need to collect. And um, here is the information. Let's see. Oh no, that's good. Okay. Yep. So those are all the various ingredients Um, and the talisman that he was referring to that would be, constructed and used to summon the demon lords into one spot is called the dark heart. And that's what the components are going to be used to uh, put together. Dark heart. All right. Uh, Does anybody uh, need to do anything else in the tower? Um, before you will head out to uh, the worm writhings to start collecting your initial ingredients. I'm good. Bigorn is going to stay behind and uh, work on the ritual with uh, our 
our patron here. All right. Very good. So then everyone gets, uh, as noted, the Cloak of Elvenkind. You all get a one-use scroll of protection from fiends uh, in an amulet form. Scroll of protection from fiends. And you can use Araj as a safe haven here in the Underdark, as long as you choose to. All right. Wonderful. That is it for Chapter 12, which means that everyone also levels. You get your 10 downtime mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. And then we move to 1010 for Chapter 3. Or th- Chapter, not 3, 13. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. That is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody uh, copy and paste cool. all of the rewards over into the uh, Discord chat. Yes, I will do that. I was seriously writing things out. I'll paste that in there. Awesome. Let's see. Oh, this is pasting weird. All right, great. Well, thanks, everyone. And yeah, next week is uh, the Wormling Tunnels. I've been just kind of scanning over everything uh yeah i would say two to four weeks in this depending on what we do so two to four weeks nice uh could be two weeks could be four weeks depending on how much rp depending on what choices we make depending on how much roger derails the campaign yeah 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 <laughs> all right great yeah it's we're heading into the end of the book so it's like these last few chapters are the big ones mm-hmm. and we're level 11 you said so yeah yeah, yeah that's right so this uh, was the last kind of um rp type chapter and then it'll get into the good stuff yeah technically i think um we're tier three now Ooh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What did it? Let's see. What does Roger get for leveling up? Yeah. So, uh, I yeah, much at 11. I, po- I posted a link to uh, uh, Amazon has, for whatever reason, listed another Tyranny of Dragons coming out in January. <laughs> they already had it at, come out in 2019, so oh yeah, that's weird. Weird. It's the original. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the original adventure was released in 2014, so this is like going to be the third edition. Oh wow! Nerd immersion said something about that being, and I don't know the old one, but the old one was apparently pretty lean, and it, the, supposedly this one's going to be much expanded. Yeah, so when they were writing the 2014 editions, they didn't have access to, like, the the 5e rule set. It hadn't been released at the time. Mm -hmm. So there's some verbiage that doesn't match what was released. Uh, And then, so those two adventures were released. And then in 2019, they combined the two, 
and then I guess they're reworking it again. Mm-hmm. Got it. Seems like a weird time to rework it. Why wouldn't you just wait until 5.5 came out? I mean, you just you take the old stuff, you you update some things, you hit publish, mm-hmm. money comes in. Yeah. Yep. Work being a publisher, I guess. People love a remake. Mm-hmm. I just noticed Roger's YouTube of the pipe organ. <laughs> Was that you playing in the tower? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's uh, what he went over and he started playing. Thank you for joining us tonight. We hope you enjoyed the game. The intro and outro music is titled Battle and was created by Symbolbird and is licensed under the Creative Commons license. You can find this music at soundcloud.com slash symbolbird slash battle. The music was edited by me. See you all next week.